Welcome to the Investors Corner. This week, we've got a guest having a general conversation around property investing. We're going to cover buy-to-let questions and what in particular buy-to-let investors are asking Shona at the moment. We're going to be putting Mike on the spot with regards to how his house move has gone. And we're also going to be asking around the table here with four of us, is cash now king when it comes to investing in the property market? It's going to be an awesome episode. Shona's got over 14 years worth of property experience multiple award winner in a state agency. She's now a business owner. We're going to put her on the spot of what would be the ideal property she would be investing in if she was buying an investment property in the area that she operates in. And of course, we're going to cover all things current affairs and property market. It's going to be a great conversation and I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Shona, thank you for joining us on the Investors Corner podcast. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Business is good? Yes, yeah, doing well. Good, good, good. Well, we are going to get stuck into everything property market related, maybe some cheeky investment conversation as well. And on this particular episode, I think it's really important that we just cover exactly where we sit in the calendar year as well, because seasonally, it's quite an important time of year for investors, for people looking to invest. I'm not going to drop the Christmas bomb just yet, but we'll, maybe it will come up in combo. <laughs> Because summer holidays are nearly finished, right? So yep. that is the next thing on the agenda. And I did see some Halloween stuff popping out in shops the other day as well. Mm. So what's the next big ticket on your calendar? It's Halloween, definitely. That's, okay. <laughs> that, that's already locked in. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Halloween, actually. If you were investing in Halloween products, Andy, what would you invest in? What do you think are going to be this year's trending Halloween products? Skeletons, vampires. You'd make a Ornament. good skeleton, I think. Would it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why do you think that? I think you've been dieting for the last week. <laughs> why? Why? Because I look pasty as. No, <laughs> hibernating. Right. Let's bring it, bring it, bringing it back round then. So, Mike, talking investments. Yeah. You've got ten thousand pounds. What are you investing in today? Right here, right now. On the spot. On the, the spot. On the spot. <laughs> what, 10,000? Just bought a house. Yeah, I don't what are you buying? 10, well, I'm investing in kitchen appliances, first and foremost, because uh, otherwise I've got to wash my things in the sink. Um, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what the return will be like, but I won't smell. How um, was the process out of interest? How was the process of, of buying as someone who owns a business that helps people buy and sell? Was it as you expected? Was it difficult? Was it challenging? What? What was the process like? When you get hold of the right people, the process is easy. When you come up against someone who is doing it for their own gain, they almost make it intentionally difficult for you, is all I will say. And if you're out there listening and you were that, but you know who you are. I'll just put it that way, <laughs> who make it intentionally difficult because they're doing it for their own gain to make a very small commission without thinking of the bigger picture that you are messing or meddling with a family's future. Otherwise, shout out to Ollie and his team. <laughs> unbelievable service on the day we moved. Absolutely unbelievable. They took my little boy on a tour of the truck. They let him ride on the up and down thing on the back. Yeah. He just thought it was the best day of his life. And that was because someone made it a really special experience. The magic of moving home. Absolutely. That would make a great slogan. It would. Wait a minute. So shout out to Berkshire Removal for making the process of the day 
seamless, where yes. it can be very stressful. So talking stress, if you're a buy-to-let investor, what are the questions you're commonly being asked? What you're being asked now? As an estate um, agent. It, I mean, it still seems to come down to yield, although the investors seem to be much more aware that they're not going to be getting what potentially they were. Obviously, the, the mortgage rates have made a big difference. Um, they seem a lot more prepared to talk to you about the mortgage side of things. Investors previously, I found, because there were so many, they felt perhaps they held the upper hand, if you like. And, you know, I've, I've got myself sorted. Thank you very much. And you, you never really got good conversations with them. I found much more over the last few years that they will talk to you more and more. They're more interested in the sales side of it as mm. well not just the rental part which it's nicer so i have i did feel investors were maybe a bit mechanical before and it's nice to have a bit more personality involved in them and they're, they're thinking a bit more about what they're buying and maybe a bit more with the heart and not fully with the head which is nice to have that middle ground used to be a lot when you're talking to buy select investors it, it doesn't matter because you're never going to live in it but do you think that's flipped a little bit now and they're trying to visualize themselves living there and and thinking actually a little bit less transactionally and a little bit more authentically about it? I think so, but I also feel a little bit like they're looking as a potential for them to live in in the future. So people are maybe using that investment as a long-term view, get it occupied as a tenancy. They're seeing that rental rates are, you know, they're, they're really high at the moment. They'll get a good return. So they're actually getting something back on their money, but then eventually they will then take it over. So seeing more slightly older generation, maybe looking more towards um, maybe a ground floor apartment, um, a bungalow if you can get one, um, but looking at it as a long term rather than uh, I need to make this move now, I'm actually investing in my future and, and getting a good return for it at the moment. I think we've spoke to a lot of investors recently that not necessarily just looking for them in the future, but looking as an option for their kids as well. A lot mm. of people trying to protect their kids at the moment. Yeah. Seems to be when I'm talking to clients, they that's on the agenda. They they've got two kids, so they want two buy to lets. They've got three kids, they want three buy to lets. They've got one kid, they want one buy to let. Think yeah, I think their, their, yeah. their goals are. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> I think their goals are changing, aren't they? So before it used to be, you know, if you're an investor, you might hold on to it for two or three years, get rid of it, buy the next one. But now their goals are changing. Like Ian just said, is that. You know, they're looking for their kids. They're asking more questions about, right, what's the projection in 10 years' time? What do you think this would be worth? And looking at rental prices now and, and getting that income, covering the mortgage, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's goal-changing. Some of the people that I've spoken to anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's a new wave of investors, I think, before. We've seen a lot of investors exit. We spoke about that a lot on this yeah. podcast. And I think there's a new wave of, of a new generation, if you like, of people investing in property that have different goals and it's when you get to a di different generation in anything they always have different goals and different ways of doing things but it does seem like that at the moment Mike doesn't it a little bit more people are thinking it long term but they're also thinking at it right what's the B plan here rather than just a sort of P&L sheet yeah well the 2015 when they brought in an extra three percent stamp duty obviously changed the direction of the market so You've got to think about it long term because if you're going to pay an extra £15,000 on top mm. of the purchase price in cash, not on a mortgage, it's a big buy and it's a big barrier to entry. So if you spread that across 10, 15, 20 years, 
£15,000 isn't a lot of money. Spread that over two years, it's a fortune. It's it's the whole house price inflation gone. And so people have to think about it over longer term. And I do 100% back the people who think, well, I'm buying this because I'll potentially want to move into it because people only think about downsizing when it's too late normally mm -hmm. rather than plan for the future. So if you've got something bought, paid for by someone else over a 10, 15 year period, then click your fingers, two months, you can be into that property because you need to be there because of mobility or because you want to be in town rather than out of town, whatever the reason might be. I think it's probably the best future planning anyone can do. Do we think there's any um, curveball investments out there outside of property that can offer something similar to you? Not somewhere to live, obviously, but something similar to you in, in your aspirations and your goals and your future proofing and your pension planning. Is there anything really out there at the moment that we're looking at thinking, you know what, that's a good place to put your money? Yeah, you know, it's, it's an interesting one because how the world has evolved so quickly after COVID, is there anything else that people are looking at thinking, that's a great place to put your money? It's the investor's corner. We've got a chat about the... It's, it's security. Yes. These people are thinking about security. It's an ultra conservative thing to do is to invest in your next property 10 or 15 years before you need it mm -hmm. so those people are looking those are the types of people that buy bonds and fixed rate yeah. savings accounts and if effectively stick their money under the bed right yeah yeah they're not the i'm going to go and lump it all in a high risk fund type people on emerging markets mm. Yeah, it depends what type of person you are, because obviously you've got the long-term strategy on on investments, i.e. property or shares, stocks, but and then you've got the short-term gains that if it pays off, you could see a return of thousands of pounds, i.e. crypto, NFTs, altcoins, you know, stuff like that, where, you know, if you've got 500, 500 pounds, for example, tomorrow, you could turn that into 1,500 quid. 2000 pounds. Just don't bet on non-league football, Andy. Yeah, don't bet on non-league football. Don't <laughs> don't download a betting app and get a tip off, you know, someone that's close to the team and yeah. that is a sensitive subject at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> on Oliver Tony's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> certain West Ham players this weekend, so maybe we'll move swiftly on from that. Um but it is something that I, I think is interesting because the flip side of it, me and Mike were talking to someone that's a financial planner the other day. Um, we're going to have the financial planner on the podcast um, very, very soon indeed. But every time you talk to a financial planner or you know someone at various wealth management places, one of the first things they would always say when you're about to part with money is you need to look at this as a long-term investment and not to touch it. So mm. for me, I'm always thinking, well, the counter of maybe putting money in that area is can i see a return on it faster but the evidence would say not and then you look at the yield returns on something like that in its best case scenario maybe six or seven percent you know on a year maybe eight or nine on a very good year but then you look at property equity growth the rents increasing at the moment and you kind of think well i'd like to see and touch it and you can't with stocks and shares can you so it's, it's really hard out there at the moment to decide, but I always come back to the fact that properties are properties an easy one, isn't it, Shana, really, to go for? I think so, because there's there's so many different ways in which you can invest in property. It's not just on the rental side, but, you know, buying something that needs a bit of work. But, you know, you're young, 
young first-time buyers, just a few little skill sets that you might need. You can add value to your own property and you've invested in your own future. And granted, you're probably not going to make the move within two, three years. Maybe it's five, maybe up to 10, mm-hmm. but you've got the ability to to grow your own, well, your bricks and mortar and yeah, very yeah. much be able to touch, be able to see it. It's much more visual and probably on the, the younger side, it's much more you can appreciate it that it's there that you're going to see some value out of it soon yeah it's just well it's just more of a solid asset mm. isn't it yeah. property as in stock shares crypto whatever else it's not really solid because one day you could be up mm. next day you're down as in property you will assume that you will always see that capital appreciation on that on that asset I've always thought with property that if I mean if you follow any trend is it's on a on a straight line it goes like that it goes upwards mm-hmm. whereas it okay yeah it may wave it may go up and down yeah but ultimately it will always be worth more eventually I suppose you will get situations where you have to sell but if you can wait it out you will get back up there you'll get above where you purchased it for and you're again making capital growth yeah, as well it's not something that can go bust yeah tomorrow is it we hope well, yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> I think this, this it's the same. You you can you can buy stocks and get what an average of of seven percent across a market, and you, it can totally tank. If you yeah. bought an M and S share twenty five years ago, you're probably crying into your tea. Yeah, but then I can say the same about just to give the devil's advocate. You can say about the same about some properties. There's flats in PD schemes that have tanked in the southeast as well that have you know borderline unsellable unless you auction them so regardless of what you do you still have to buy smart and people will still have their opinions whether something's peaked or something's now over in oversupply depending on what it is and where it is so i think a broad swathe of one is better than the other is impossible to make because i guarantee that if you look across the top five u.s companies which I know Ian had been gaming this year with Facebook, Alphabet, et cetera, et cetera. You see what, a, in some cases, 30, 40% increase in in share value, which you just, you would never get in property. Yeah. Um, but the flip side of that is is others announce massive profits and suddenly the, the share price dropped because there's external forces yeah, at, I... at play with people shorting them. Are you going on a bit of a gamble and saying, right, I'm going all in on this particular company mm. with logic potentially, or are you going to be looking at something where you're invested in in a particular group of yeah. companies or a fund or whatever it may be? But yeah, I mean, my experience on the stocks and shares element of things kind of just thought, right, let's learn a little bit more about it. So played around over the last kind of 12 months, just investing in a certain amount of money every single month just to see what's happened. And I had some some common sense around Facebook thinking that's going to continue to grow and, you know, it's going to be a superpower and it's one of the big kind of five, if you like. So I thought, right, we'll go there. A uh, bit of play with Deliveroo, knowing that obviously that had just exploded. And every time you look, there's a new company. I mean, McDonald's ne- never used to be a delivery company, did it, before COVID. Now, that's every awesome. time you go into McDonald's, you can't even get past the Deliveroo drivers. So... Mm. I just thought that was a little bit of logic, a couple of other ones as well. And and to be fair, all of them have done pretty well. Um, which one dropped? There was one, I think it might have been Tesla. Tesla might have been the only one that didn't 
someone like that. But Facebook, I mean, Facebook ne has nearly doubled like since I started investing in it. And that's 12 months down the line in terms of return. It's about 72%, something like that. But obviously you, you've got the wins and the losses, yeah. haven't you? You're talking investors and buy-to-let investors in particular, about probably about 12 months ago, 10 months ago, I wrote a blog and went quite big on social media saying cash is no longer king. We were in a marketplace where having flexibility in a chain to wait for someone to find that was in a panic stations, emergency buying frenzy that was the market that we all experienced, where there was such a shortage of property that people didn't care about cash anymore. They wanted to wait for the right buyer that was prepared to wait on flexibility. So the question I'll go around the table, starting with you, Shona, is, is cash now king? For obvious reasons, the interest rates are like five times higher than they were back then. Mm -hmm. Well, I suppose from a selling point of view, if you're concerned over the mortgage side of things, then yes, king, king cash. Um, I still, I still speak to a lot of cash buyers that utilise the fact that they have cash and do chip at prices because of that, and I think that maybe stings a little bit more than than they'd like it to. Um, it it's probably holds a lot of weight at the moment just purely because of how people are viewing mortgage rates. But if people look a bit more into it, they may find that it's not all doom and gloom. It's not as bad as maybe they are led to believe. Yep. But, yeah. You're trying to say no, but you yeah, sound yeah. like you're... <laughs> <laughs> just say yeah. Yeah, cash is king again. We've got um, an investor of uh, an investor company, a couple of shareholders that came to us. They they'd raised some funds. They they've got a company that's got some extra cash. Uh, they found a property through us, and when I was talking to them, what was quite surprising is they had the option of either putting fifty percent of the cash that they had in their bank into this single investment, or they could have put a margin in and then obviously gone another five or six times. And the logic would have always said to us is chuck 100 grand in, finance the other 200 grand, then you've got a load. And they looked at it, they went, nah, not interested. It's a refurb project. So they want to buy it ultimately cash. They want to look at what planning options they've got on it. They want to be in a position where they can take their time with the refurbishment and not worry about finance being an issue without rental income. So they always want to buy it cash and just take their time with it. No pressure of finance. It was a different way of looking at things. So I thought, well, you've just taken the best part of half of your money out of the market into this one egg, if you like. But it also made a lot of sense. So it made me raise that question on this podcast because I thought, yeah, cash is king again. What do you reckon, Mike? Well, I'm living proof. I just sold my house to a cash buyer. And I had, I had a choice of buyers. And specifically, the cash buyer jumps out of me because I needed time to go and find a property. He wasn't going to be under pressure. He wasn't going to be worried by changing interest rates or mortgage lenders pulling deals or the news or anything like that. He showed me the cash balance. I've got the money in the bank. It's ready. It's there. It's liquid. It's ready to go when you are. I want to buy your house. That was his pitch to me based on why he's better than, than everybody else. Um, who was offering on, on my property, which gave me a lot of security to say, yeah, he's the right buyer. He wasn't aggressively chipping me because he had cash in that stereotypical way. 
he was just saying, look, I want to buy your house and here's why I'm a good buyer, which absolutely sold it to me. And I would recommend that same to anybody in the same position, given the choice, because it takes a level of complication out. Because you had some some issues with being gazumped yourself as well, which meant it took a little bit longer than you would have liked to have. We insinuated to it, didn't we, at the start? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) You know who you are. You're one of the 20,000 downloads. Uh, But what's interesting about that is had you had a normal buyer with a mortgage, there's a very good chance that mortgage offer would have expired and you would have gone right back to the drawing board and those buyers would have been looking at it at a different mortgage level. All those buyers would have been chipping me because their mortgage is now higher, which, which my buyer didn't care about. He just sat and waited. Okay. That's three out of four agreeing that crowns are now being put on cash buyers. Andy, anything to uh, hinder that? Not really. I'll just agree with you. Fair enough. I think obviously if you've got cash, it just puts you in a ahead a, a of the, the queue, doesn't it? You've got no tie-ins, like you've all said. It's right now what we're experiencing with mortgages. There could be changes to that. People's mortgage offers are expiring. They're going on to a higher rate. It's it's costing them more money. And with cash buyers, you just don't have that. So I think what, what we'll see is cash buyers like the one you mentioned buying buying that property where they've got the ability to put 100% cash in. Let's see in six or 12 months whether they then refinance that property mm. because they've got the choice after six months of owning the property of going back into the money market and taking that out rather than being pressured to do it on the day like an emotional buyer has to commit on the day and apply for a mortgage whereas an investor with cash can buy the property and then just wait out just watch the money market and when it drops to a a decent level they'll then they'll come back in and refinance but they don't have to they don't have to bother the seller with that kind of stuff yeah market seems to be going back on interest rates in a place now where we're starting to see them drop each week, marginally, but dropping nonetheless. And the major names out there as well, the, the Accords in the buy-to-let world, but also the HSBCs, the Nationwide, the Halifaxes, the kind of the nicer phrased ones for first-time buyers too seem to be doing their bit. What's quite interesting is that you're still looking a good percent, three-quarters of a percent lower for a buy-to-let mortgage than a residential so if in your patch where you cover kind of Warfield, Binfield, Bracknell, that area, you had the perfect client sat there right now, what would you be telling them to buy in your area? What's the what's the property that you think is a good place for them to be investing in? An investment, I I mean, I'd go three bed house. Um, I think that before everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a it's a great investment. There's always families looking for for rental properties and there's never enough stock. You can get flats 10 to the dozen mm-hmm. on rental side in comparison. I'm um, three bed house, hands down. So if someone's got a three bedroom, let's just say semi, because there's probably a few of those, semi or detached in Warfield or Binfield, what's the semi-detached three bed in Warfield getting rental today? 1800, 1900 a month. And what was that getting five years ago, Mike? 14, 13, I don't know, way, way down from that. I mean, Andy's 1800. You've just rented one in a much lesser postcode for yeah. that number. So that's a. So yeah, 
that's yeah, it's a, it's a reason that's a reasonably negative view. I would say you'd probably get two thousand on a on a decent one. Three bed, detached in Warfield gets over two grand. Now, Easy, it? yeah, yeah. And it used to be that you could get a f- small four bed detached in the same location under two thousand seventeen fifty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just shows how how drastic the rents have increased in these villages where it's very family driven good primary schools good secondary school now as well not in walking distance to the town center or anything like that it's it's not really unless you don't mind a kind of mile and a half two mile walk but they just seem those communities of of villages they're great for buyers it's where buyers want to be at the moment great for sellers i was just saying not so good for buyers is less of a variety but it seems to be a good option to to keep your money climbing i would say shona thanks for joining mike thanks as always andy thank you for joining on this episode we've covered a lot there in a general conversation about property investing is cash king really enjoyed it and we'll be back next week with another episode why have we made the investors corner podcast ian i think online at the moment there is just way too much noise waffle and nonsense everyone's got an agenda so the goal was to make a podcast for people that want to invest money in property or other areas where there's no waffle, there's no nonsense, there's no agenda. It's opinion-led, but it's an honest opinion. And it might not be the right answer, but we're going to share it. So on the podcast, we're going to supply people with access to mortgage brokers, financial advisors, planning experts, development consultants, everything around the property industry and the wider fields. Yeah, so if you're looking at investing in the future, you know that just having an income from your employer or from your business is not enough to give you the life that you want down the line, we're going to hopefully give you some of those answers that will give you the solutions you need for the future. So please hit the subscribe button. The more subscribers we get, the better guests that we can get on and the more people that we can reach. So hit subscribe.